Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is September 13th, 2022, and our first story, Cardi B, outraged over inflation and the failing economy, says, how are people surviving? Yeah, she supported Joe Biden, but it's good she's speaking out. This should be a major red flag when mainstream celebrities are talking bad about the economy. Democrats should be worried about what this means. In our next story, Tucker Carlson has the proof. Bannon was right. 40 subpoenas sent out to Trump allies. In our last story, News One publishes an article, My Ariel is Black, and she's swimming in white tears. No, the reason people are mad about The Little Mermaid is not because they made Ariel black. Some people are. It's because the trailer is genuinely bad, but their only defense, once again, is racism. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Cardi B, she's outraged over inflation, housing costs, saying, how are people surviving? And when Cardi B comes out and says, yo, prices are way too high, that should be a warning flare fired into the sky for Democrats to see, mostly because they are the party in control right now. And we may see a major voter backlash to the high inflation rates. Why the new report came out 8.3%. Yeah, it's bad. Now, here's the thing. Some of you may want to gloat because Cardi B backed Joe Biden and now she is reaping for which she has sown. Nah, I I don't don't play that. I'm not I'm not here to gloat. I'm here to say to Cardi B, mad respect for speaking up and speaking out and calling this out, especially as a Biden voter, because this is this is the problem that we're facing. Too many people are hiding. Too many people are unwilling to be like, Okay, there's a problem here. Something isn't working. And I got to tell you, for the Trump supporters, it's easier. It's easy to come out and be like, see, we told you so, because you can stand on your your large rock or throne and say I was right. But for those that backed Joe Biden, so many of these people don't want to admit it, don't want to say I made a mistake or I at least could have been wrong. Cardi B is not only a prominent celebrity with a ton of followers. What does she have, like 100 million or something? But she's someone who backed Joe Biden coming out now being like, dude, this is messed up. And that's a good thing. Anybody should speak out. Now, that being said, I know for many Trump supporters, it is hard to speak out and say, I told you so, when you're worried that people will find out you backed Donald Trump. But we're in a new age. It used to be the age of the secret Trump voter. Nobody wanted anyone to know that they voted for Trump. Now, to a certain degree, Trump supporters are gloating. 
But a lot of people still haven't come out. A lot of people who back Trump are still hiding in secret. And for this, I say, bro, stand with Cardi B. That's right. Cardi B, who comes out and says inflation is a problem. Now, I'm not going to sit here and defend Republicans. I think the Democrats are in trouble. Republicans might win. But right now we have good old Lindsey Graham. You see, Lindsey Graham has just put forward a, a nationwide 15 week abortion ban bill within two months of the midterm when abortion is considered a top issue among voters. Why would he do it? I don't know. For the same reason he fist bumped Kamala Harris. He's sabotaging Republicans. He's an establishment crony. Him and Mitch McConnell and McCarthy, they don't want the MAGA Republicans to win. Just stop. You've lost. You're losing. Carrie Lake swept in Arizona. And now we got news all around that. Why Katie Hobbs will not debate. She won't debate. John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, he won't debate either. Well, hold on there a minute. It ain't all Democrats. Walker down in Georgia, he's also not going to debate. And this is bad news for all of them. I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. Refusing to debate is bad for the entire country. And it's actually bad for the candidates. And the polling shows it. When you refuse to debate, all you're doing is pandering to your base. But that's what's happening. And that's why people don't want to engage. They don't want to engage because there's no benefit. I invited Cenk Uger of the Young Turks to come on Timcast IRL. Again, polite, cordial, and he just ignores it. It's crazy to me that the Young Turks can make video after video about me out of context. And then I just say, hey, why don't you come on the show? And they just ignore it. Like they could at least say, appreciate it, but no. It's like, all right, no, they just ignore it. We need to have conversations to avoid a long fall. But I'm not trying to make it about me and what's going on with our show. I'll put it this way. When it comes to the debates, the reason why they're not sitting down and talking is because they know their ideas are so disparate, are so dejected, so removed from each other that there's no real point. The base on each side has certain expectations. You will not say something as a Republican that's going to convince a Democrat. And as a Democrat, you're not going to say something that's going to convince a Republican. Now, maybe there are moderates. But I think even many of them have made up their minds especially right now, when you get someone like Cardi B talking about how the economy is bad. Now, I mean it. She's influential. She's a celebrity. She's got followers and they're speaking out. So let's read the news. But before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click the join us button right here. You see join us. Click that button. Sign up to become a member because we need your support. We got a lot of projects. We got Cast Castle Vlog, new episode tonight at 7 p.m. Tales from the Inverted World, Pop Culture Crisis, and we are trying really hard to expand and build culture and fight the machine, as well as hiring more journalists. We just hired another journalist, and we are NewsGuard certified. Thank you very much. You can see right here, 82 out of 100. Oh, you know we love NewsGuard, don't we? We are challenging the machine. We have the mark of approval, and we can call out the fake news with your support. So smash that like button right now. Subscribe to this channel. And if you can't be a member, there's one thing you can do. Take the URL to this video and post it on every social media platform you can. If every single person did that, we would be bigger than CNN and MSNBC overnight. Let's read what Cardi B has to say. The New York Post says Cardi B is the latest voice, is the latest to voice outrage of the decades high inflation and surging rents that are hammering American households this year. The WAP yeah, you know that one, rapper, provided her profanity-laced views on the stake of the U.S. economy, state of the U.S. economy, in an Instagram video this week, griping about the lack of available inventory and surging mortgage rates that have made it more difficult for home buyers to afford properties. Quote, 
There's no MFing inventory when it comes to homes. Nobody's going to try and sell their effing homes. The outspoken Grammy Award winning artist said she was likewise shocked at how much rents have surged while helping a cousin find an apartment. I was looking at some areas, the way that the prices soar up, like how are people surviving? I want to know my family and my friends. They're so grateful to have me, but it's just like, what happens to people who don't have me? The rapper said all these promises are being made, but living is unbearable. She added later in the video. Cardi B reshared the video on Twitter last Saturday after one of her followers captured the footage. She says, no, seriously, I want to know how people are surviving. I'm here with you, Cardi B. Yo, what the? I've been saying this. I go to the grocery store. The prices are insane. People aren't getting wage increases at their jobs. People are quitting their jobs. Nurses are on strike. There's going to be a railroad strike, a railway workers strike. The economy is going to get worse. Over in, the, in Europe, they're lighting their, home, their bars and restaurants by candlelight. I'm here with Cardi B. I don't understand how people are making it through this. And you know what? Maybe they aren't. That's the crazy thing. So what happens? I'll say it right now. The establishment promises more. You don't, you don't want to hear it? You don't want to hear it? They promise more. They're talking about climate lockdown. Switzerland says if you heat your home above 66 degrees, you can be arrested. In Colorado, people who had this digital thermostat, they couldn't turn their air conditioning on. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that resources are infinite. I am not. I do not believe in entitlement. And I think, you know what? There's a reality to not being able to turn on your AC or turn on your heat. But the point is, you've got a Donald Trump who says more energy, more independent energy independence. And you've got a Joe Biden who says ban energy sourcing. It's that simple. Now, you can say Joe Biden didn't do all that much. It is a simple mathematical equation. One president says we should expand our energy capacity. One president says we should not. Do the math. Over a long enough period of time, those policies will result in something. You want to vote for Joe Biden? Fine. I don't care. But don't be surprised when you come out later and you're like, why are costs through the roof? Energy, my friends. Simply put. Now, I think, I think climate change is a problem. I do. I know not everybody agrees. And I'll put it this way. I certainly don't believe the official corporate mainstream narratives about climate change, but I do think human pollution and expansion, it cannot be infinite. There will come a point where we do overpopulate, where population density goes through the roof, maybe even just in key areas, and it causes ecological instability. I think we should be paying attention to that, and probably we should figure out some cultural shifts we can engage in. For me, <laughs> Nuclear power is probably the smartest idea and heavy investments in fusion. That way we have more energy and it's clean energy. But for some reason, that's the stuff that they won't allow. And that's why I don't trust the, the, the mainstream narratives on all this stuff. So I'll put it this way. When Biden and them come out and they're like, climate change. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you. But uh, you fly on private jets and buy beachfront property. So I don't believe you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online. 
up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I don't want to see humans destroy the planet. I think the planet's great. Uh, I think we should pay attention to the environment and all that stuff, but not at the expense of being human. I can't remember who said it. Uh, it may have been like Michael Knowles or, or it was one of the Daily Wire guys. Very smart. They said, you know, uh, actually, maybe it was Jeremy Boring. He's a, he's a co-CEO. Yeah, I think it was Jeremy. Basically, what he said was there's no point to life without human success, without human joy, without humans. He's right. Philosophically, imagine a planet with no people, just everything else. The planet would get along just fine. Now stop and realize we are people driven by human motives, experiencing human experiences. In which case the goal is to the, the goal is to make more of this, to to have more of this. And that means we don't live for anything other than humans. There's no point. Now, we sh- now, Jeremy also mentioned that doesn't mean we, sh- we, we shouldn't be good stewards of the earth. We must be. I completely agree. Brilliant, brilliant statement. He's right. I never thought about that. We are alive for the human experience, not for the deer experience or the tree experience, for the human experience. And that's what we want more of. But we also must be stewards of the earth. True. So when these ultra rich people are like, we got to shut down your energy production, shut down coal, shut down fossil fuels. And then they buy beachfront property. I'm like, hey, guy, I think you're a liar and a hypocrite. Hey, I got an electric car. I got solar panels. I've, I'm trying to do right, but I don't believe them. So what's happening? Well, it's those policies, if you follow, that result in the economy getting worse. And Donald Trump would have done the opposite. And that's why under Donald Trump, best numbers of our lives. So saith Jim Cramer. I'll say it over and over again. Cardi B delivered her rant even before the latest inflation data released Tuesday showed prices rose at a hotter than expected 8.3% in August. Daily necessities such as food and shelter remained particularly expensive even as gas prices fell from June highs. The Consumer Price uh, Index's shelter index, which tracks the cost of rent and is a key input for the monthly federal report, increased 6.2%. Now, here's here's, here's what I got to mention. As the post reported last week, real estate from Redfin predicted U.S. housing market will remain especially frigid this winter due to higher mortgage rates. This isn't the first time that Cardi B has commented on the economy. The chart-topping rapper backed President Biden ahead of the 2020 election. When y'all think they're going to announce we going into a recession, Cardi B asked in June. Hey, bravo, Cardi B. I'm uh, uh, mad respect. Seriously, it, it takes uh, uh, it takes courage to be a big name personality, and you know people are going to come after you, to come out and call out something like this, especially having a supporter of Biden. I I did a Twitter thread about this, you know. I I can't believe how many stalkers I have. It's just weird because we're dealing with security issues. We've got armed guards. We've got other security stuff I'm not going to talk about for obvious reasons. And um, man, just a lot of stalkers. They make their whole lives based on me. That's all they do. I don't think about them, you know, except for the security stuff. I have no choice. But for the most part, it's like 
my day goes on. I'm, I'm planning a company. We've got a bunch of different projects. We've got different shows. And there are people who just sit there all day just screaming, rocking back and forth. And they're nuts. It's love and hate. You know, it's not just one. It's, it's, it's like just people built their emotional state, states around me. So I bring this up because for someone like Cardi B, you know she's got that way worse than I do. For her to speak out like this, you know, you can get people go crazy, man. So I, got, I have tremendous respect. TimGas.com reports from Adrian Norman, year-over-year inflation soars at 8.3%. Multiple sectors saw huge jumps, in, huge jumps in inflation, even as gas prices have fallen. And here it is from Gallup, September 7th. Inflation now causing hardship for majority in U.S. I don't think we need the poll. When Cardi B comes out and is like, yo, heads up, red alert. Democrats need to be paying attention. And it doesn't seem like they are, or maybe they are, I don't know. It's going to get worse. White House staff are holding urgent meetings in a desperate bid to stave off rail strikes Friday that could wipe $2 billion off the U.S. economy a day. Okay, you think it's bad now? Wait till the freight unions and railroads stop operating. Where do you think your food comes from? Truckers, true. A lot of chemicals, a lot of fuels, a lot of supplies. They're on freight trains. And the freight trains pull into the freight yard. The trucks come in and pick up the, the, the freight, and they deliver it to the stores and everything like that. So when these rail companies stop, it's going to get bad. The Biden administration is scrambling to head off freight rail strikes at the end of the week that could cost as much as $2 billion per day. Full stop. Good for them. I don't trust them, but I'm not going to sit here and ignore the fact that Biden, the Biden administration is trying to stop that. You know, look, I'm well beyond the point of thinking anything, any of this is an accident. So I don't trust them. I don't. On the surface, though, if they're working to stop a strike, okay, good. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh has canceled travel plans and the White House is holding crisis meetings. Unions and railroads have until Friday to agree to contracts for tens of thousands of workers. Failure could trigger strikes and employer lockouts. Oh, it is going to be brutal. This is happening right before the midterms. This is nuts. The economy is in dire straits and we're less than two months out and this is happening. October is going to be balls to the wall. Insane. Here we go, baby. Now, this may happen, but let's get into the politics of things. From Frank Luntz. Everybody knows Frank Luntz. He's tweeted some dumb things at me before. He doesn't follow anymore, I guess. So Bill Schur tweets, this is surprising to me. Democratic Arizona gubernatorial nominee Katie Hobbs is flatly refusing to debate her GOP opponent, Carrie Lake, on the grounds that, quote, you can't debate a conspiracy theorist. Luntz says Arizona voters won't like refusals to debate. Polls had Katie Hobbs up five points three months ago. Now they're dead even. And there it is. If you're attacking Herschel Walker's refusal to debate, but justifying Katie Hobbs' refusal to debate, you're not a serious person. Same goes for people attacking Katie Hobbs' refusal to debate, but justifying Herschel Walker's. I completely agree. He says, refusing to debate means you're relying solely on your base rather than converting independent voters. But the thing is, Arizona has a lot of independent voters. So maybe that's the question. Why isn't Herschel Walker debating? Maybe he's relying on the GOP in Georgia to just vote for him regardless. Maybe he thinks he doesn't need the independent voters. You know what? It's possible. The idea that these people are having is that by not debating, they're not putting themselves at risk. 
Check this out right now from 538. Hobbs and Lake, dead heat. What are they at? 0.8? A 0.8 difference. The poll's probably wrong. Seriously. So Lake's probably going to win at this rate. Look at this, man. It's crazy. Plus five. Plus 5.2. Plus seven in August. On August 1st, Hobbs up to August 14th. Hobbs, the Democrat, was up seven points. She's fallen. Down to a fraction of a percentage. It's a dead heat. She needs to debate. She can't. Because she knows. Just like we know. Do you know what would happen if a progressive came on Timcast IRL? The floor would be mopped with them. Figuratively, of course. Of course, calm down, YouTube. Because their whole narrative is built on lies. I got an email from Washington Post. And they said they're running a story about people who claimed that Biden didn't win the election fairly. And, and I was like, OK. And they're like, and one of the names we include is you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, I get crapped all over by the Trump supporters for saying Biden won the election. Looking people dead in the eyes and being like, dude, Biden got the votes. And they're like, you're wrong, Tim. And I don't believe you. And the... so I get crapped on by the Trump supporters for saying Biden won. And then the media just lies and claims I'm saying he didn't. Oh, faith in Begora. Let me tell you, it's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous world we live in. Two worlds of, of, of just disparate worldviews, I guess. But at least, at least the Trump supporters are mad at me for the right reasons that I don't agree with them on the fraud narrative. Look, there's a lot of things that happened in 2020 that I have questions about. Bill Barr says that there was fraud. There was evidence, in my opinion, of widespread fraud, but not proof. Simply put, we got charts about, um, you know, uh, questionable voters and voter rolls that needed to be cleaned up, people who are registered in two different places. Evidence does not mean proof. And I'll give you an example to help, help the woke, woke corporate press understand this. Evidence can be presented in court, such as we have here a signed letter saying that you attended the, the, the rock concert where the child went missing. That's evidence. Evidence number whatever in court. Does it prove you did it? No. I think there was, uh, you know, I think Bill Barr is probably right. I'm not a fan of the guy by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I think ultimately what happens is that you have a lot of people who just can't believe that Trump could have lost. And it's a shame. It's a shame because if you if you straw man your opponent, then you lose. So I'll say this right now. Lake, she's doing well. But you better believe they're going to pull out all the stops. And this means, what do we see in Pennsylvania? Rule changes. Rule changes. People, you know, I, I just can't stand the whole, the whole fraud narrative. Because it, it, it walks itself back from crazy stories about Venezuela. Then it becomes stuff about, like, fake ballots. Now it's 2,000 mules. And I'm just like, okay, guys. It's been walked back several times. If you would like to investigate this, and I encourage you, do it. Fine win the election, knock on doors, organize, and operate as though your opponents, regardless of what you think, have the votes to win. You must always assume, you, like, do not enter this election season, this November, thinking you've got it in the bag. It's going to be easy. Cakewalk. No. You should be in full-on, high alert, red alert, knocking on doors and registering people to vote if you want to win. I think Joe Biden got the votes because people hated Trump. I really do. 
And people say to me, no president has ever gotten more votes in their second in, in, in their reelection and lost. And I'm like, it's true, man. I have questions. Sure. Let's by all means do the investigations. But I also want to point out, you also have the media onslaught. You have Russiagate. You have dual impeachments. You have all of these things. And I think these things play a role. You had COVID lockdowns. Trump kept Fauci on board. How many people were like, eh, it's, you know, Trump was, was, did a bad job. Trump hired Bolton. Trump did things that weren't good. I voted for him a second time, though. But I talked to people. I talked to my friends. I talked to my family. And I genuinely believe you should not underestimate the hatred that people had for Donald Trump. I think the fraud narrative is voter suppression in the long run. But let's take a look at what we got here. John Fetterman needs to debate more than once for U.S. Senate. The Washington Post editorial board is going after Fetterman. I want to point something out. He's got health issues. And I mean no disrespect. I actually kind of like the guy. Right here, you can see his neck. He's always wearing hoodies and he's always wearing scarves and gaiters, even when he's wearing a suit. And a lot of people thought it was weird. You can see on the back of his neck, he has some kind of lump. He also had a stroke and that may have played a role. We don't know. I don't know. But people are concerned about his ability to speak. I believe he has a pacemaker. I could be wrong. And he doesn't want to debate. This may be Dr. Oz's uh, advantage. Oz, I think, has been running a, a bad campaign, but he might win because Fetterman, I mean, he's got something wrong with him. And I feel bad for the guy. I don't hate the man. I actually think he's done a better job um, discussing the issues. He's done way better than most Democrats. But I think health plays a role. I think Dr. Oz is just not good. Oh, man. Oh, Republicans, what are you doing? But here we go. It's even Walker. CNN says in Senate races across the country, candidates are locked in a debate over debates. Voters looking to see their Senate candidates put to the test on debate stage may only get one opportunity this fall, while others may be entirely out of luck. Debate participation, or lack thereof, has become its own political weapon on the campaign trail wielded by Democrats and Republicans. Herschel Walker, he's not debating. Warnock. Earlier this week, GOP hopeful Mehmet Oz suggested that John Fetterman was exploiting his recovery from a stroke to dodge the debate stage. I don't feel like Walker's a good debater. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you this. I don't like debates. I like discussions. I don't like sitting down with someone expecting to just argue. But I do know that when we have progressives on Timcast IRL, they don't know what they're talking about. Yo, it was a funny thing that happened. There was a uh, people were tweeting it. It was some some Twitter thread where they, they were like, Tim Pool is partisan and biased or whatever. And that's why nobody will go on his no leftists will go on his show. And then someone pointed out Destiny and Vosh. And then somebody was like, yeah, well, he argued with them. And they're like, when I had Charlie Kirk on with Vosh, many leftists pointed out I actually backed Vosh more than Charlie and Charlie was wrong. And I asked Charlie, you know, hey, you know, keep let's like lower the ad hominems. And then they were like, if you ever watched his show, you'd see that's what he does all the time. They're lying. It's because they know they will lose the debate. I don't want to have a debate. I don't debate people. I don't like debating people. I'll have a conversation. But if you come into my show, like we had one dude, and claim that Joe Biden did not claim that he, he, he demanded the prosecutor in Ukraine be fired in exchange for the billion dollar loan guarantees, I'm going to play the video for you and be like, there it is. What do you have to say about that? It happened. What am I supposed to say about it? But they come on, and this is why they don't come on the show. Because we had a dude come on the show and say, you know, I was like, look, Joe Biden is sitting at, I think it was either Atlantic Council or CFR meeting said, I told the president of Ukraine, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting a billion dollars. That's a quid pro quo. That's illegal. And he goes, never happened. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's a video of it. 
nope, never happened. I'm like, okay, here's the video. And dude was like, that's why they don't come on because they know they don't know what they're talking about. They're pandering to their base. It's what they do. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the New York Times, are the polls wrong again? Yes. Yes, the polls are wrong again. Spare me. The polls are wrong again. They show it. They show it every time. The polls are wrong. These people live in bubble world. Yo, this is why I don't like the fraud narrative. Sorry, I just don't. Because even if it is true, it doesn't matter. You need to go out and just register everyone to vote. And I just don't like the idea. I don't like it in 2016 when they're like, Russia. And then in 2020, they were like Venezuela and Germany. And then a lot of people came out and were like, okay, no, no, no. We, we knew that one was crazy. We weren't talking about it. That was discrediting the actual claims that we had. And I'm like, bro, come on, man. There's a viral video of the, was it the TCF Center or something like that where these people pull a box of ballots out from under a table, put it on the table, and then start counting them. And then my response is like, did you watch the full surveillance video? Because I did. You watch them take the ballots from regular people, put them in the box, then put the box under the table to be counted later. And I'm just like, what do you think happened? This is what happens when you only get a snippet of a video. Now, some people pointed out that some of these ballots may have been counted more than once. I don't know. That's why I'm like, okay, fine. Have your investigation. But please, Operate under the assumption that in order to win this, you just need the most votes. That's it. You can ask questions about procedure and policy. I agree. They weren't doing a, a signature verification. Some states were arguing it. And I'm like, OK, OK, OK. Yeah, absolutely. Wisconsin, those, those are the, the, the um, mail, un, unsecured um, drop boxes. Or I should say unmanned, not unsecured. Um, they, they've been ruled illegal. But I think they're going to keep them in place for now. I'm not sure. In Pennsylvania, initially it was ruled unconstitutional to have mail-in voting, but they recently overruled that and said now it's going to be allowed to remain. There are a lot of legal questions about procedure and policy. And if that's what you're referring to when you say it was unfair or whatever, fine. By all means. But you got to win by getting the votes. And Republicans suck at organizing. From Politico. Harvard poll. Gun policies along with abortion, inflation, and economy are top concerns for voters. Abortion ranked fourth with 44% of registered voters saying it's extremely important. So why this? Lindsey Graham proposes nationwide 15-week abortion ban. Less than two months from a midterm. You know it won't pass. It's amazing. What are you doing? What's Lindsey Graham doing? You don't have the, the, the Senate or the House. You don't have the presidency. The only thing that makes sense here is he is sabotaging Republicans in the midterms. You know what, South Carolina? Y'all keep voting for this guy. This is what you get. Pathetic. The Republicans introduced the bill, blah, blah, blah. Abortion is not banned in America, blah, 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 blah. Graham previously commanded the Supreme Court for overturning Roe v. Wade, blah, blah, blah. Why? The Senate can't pass it because Kamala Harris is a tiebreaker. The House is controlled by the Democrats, so it won't pass there either. The only thing this does is it allows Democrats to campaign on Republicans will overturn or they will ban your abortions. Now, maybe 
the idea here is, to be fair, Republicans campaigning on abortion, saying, look, you vote for us and we're getting this through. Lindsey Graham's already prepped it. That's a reality as well. I just don't see it because Republicans wouldn't have the presidency anyway. So the only outcome here is pissing off and riling up people to vote Democrat. Bravo, good sir. Chadwick Moore says, and the point of this ahead of the midterms is what exactly? Yeah. Well, let's go back to that political article. Gun policies. That's important. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Visa, MasterCard, and Amex to start tracking gun sales. I applied for a Discover card. No, for real, I did. Because Discover's not doing this. I want to give a shout out to our good friends over at Discover card. If you maintain the position that you will not track gun sales, I will do everything in my power to support your company and shout you out and use Discover for all my purchases. All of them. Because, uh, uh, you know, I got Visa, I got MasterCard, who doesn't? But if they're going to track my gun sales, they're going to violate my rights. They're basically going to spy on me. Um, hmm. No, I'm not interested in that. Sorry. If Discover is not doing it, and maybe they are, I don't know. I haven't seen that they are. I will use Discover because it matters. Before I wrap things up, though, we got to give a shout out to our good friend, Jenk Uger, the Young Turks. He says, where do prison abolitionists propose we put serious violent, violent criminals? If you're going to do something as extreme as abolishing prisons, surely you have an alter alternative where they're not allowed to roam the streets, right? He's completely right. You see, the left keeps talking about prison abolition and police abolition. And I think Jenk Uger and Anna Kasparian realize this is a losing position for Democrats. You cannot have skyrocketing crime. Jenk pointed out, I think, I think it was in this show, that in Sweden, the right is actually starting to win on crime. Daily Mail reports Sweden's right wing is poised for election victory following strong gains by the far right, with final result going down to the wire. Right wing bloc looks to have won 176 out of 349, ahead of the left bloc with 173. Sweden's right wing may actually win. Why? Crime, man. Crime. You know what we can't have? We can't have this stuff be ignored. Because Jenk Uger and, and Anakis Barron have noticed this. It's a losing issue to support the criminals. Cardi B noticed the inflation is through the roof and it's hurting her friends and family, but she can support them. They noticed this. And if they did, I could only imagine everybody else did. So what do you get? Tim Ryan says we need to kill and confront the extremist Republican movement. Good luck. Good luck with rhetoric like that. I think we need to tell people, we want to make it cheaper for you to buy food. We want you to live. We want you to be able to drive your car, to live your life. We want you to be good stewards of the earth, too. And we can accomplish this. You know, there's a fear about electric cars, and it's that they can be remote controlled. But it's not the electric car that's the issue. It's the computer in the car. Any car can be remote controlled at this point. I like the idea of electric cars. I do a lot. I like Tesla. I think if we get on fusion and nuclear power, we can charge our cars with sweet, delicious, clean energy. No carbon in the air. Enriched uranium or thorium salt reactors, whatever, which, whichever one you want to do. I don't know. I think the uranium one's old school. Thorium salts, boils water, creates steam pressure, spins a turbine. Turbine creates electrical current. We use that current to charge our cars. We drive our cars. No fossil fuel emissions, none of that. Now, batteries can be bad for the environment. It's not all perfect. 
And you'll still need energy to craft and construct a lot of these things. So you'll still need fossil fuels. But I got to tell you, the left still opposes this. They still oppose nuclear energy. We got to have real solutions. And so far, we ain't got it. Cardi, you may have voted and supported for uh, supported Joe Biden, but I'm glad you're seeing there's something wrong. And I'm glad you're speaking out about it. Warning sign to Democrats. But we will see because who knows how this will play out. You better steal man your opponent. Assume they won fair and square. Assume that they that they're going to win unless you pull out all the stops and register all your friends to vote. Knock on doors. Register your neighbors to vote. I think Joe Biden won. I do. I know people don't want to hear it. And I think he won because Democrats are organized. I think he won because people hated Donald Trump. People say, you think Biden really got those votes? And I'm like, yes, but they voted for him because they hate Trump. And if you can't see that, you can't be, you can't, you can't, you got to read the art of war, man. You got to assume the strength of your opponent if you want to win this one. Now we're seeing major victories across the board. Carrie Lake sweeping in Arizona is good news in the primary. We got to see her win in November. You've got to operate as if everything is on the line and you cannot hold back. Knock on your neighbor's door and say, do you register to vote? Simple as that, because the Democrats are doing it right now. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I didn't doubt it for a moment. Steve Bannon came out and said that 35 senior Trump allies had been targeted by the feds. And a lot of people said, ah, you know, he's exaggerating. You can't trust Steve Bannon. Obviously, people on the left, obviously people in his audience believed him, but there were a lot of skeptics. Harmeet Dillon, a lawyer, came out and said, can confirm. And, I'm, and right then, I'm just like, this is happening. This is Joe Biden weaponizing the DOJ to go after his political rivals in an unprecedented way. This is Joe Biden and the DOJ taking a sledgehammer to the fabric of this country. Now, of course, their argument and the argument of those on the left is Donald Trump took a sledgehammer to the country on January 6th. I'm sorry. That's just not the case. Maybe you can call it a ball peen hammer. January 6th was not a good thing. A bunch of angry Trump supporters were protesting, began rioting, and that was about it. No real plan, seemingly aimless. And the majority of people who went in bumbled in confused. The people who were violent on the outside of the Capitol building were fighting with cops. Arrest them. Charge them. I get it. It's bad stuff. We don't want that. But the people who walked in confused, one guy got acquitted because the cops waved him in and there's video of it. So you want to say that was taking a sledgehammer to this country? No, I'm sorry. That's just not the case. The reality here is that there is a faction of people who are paying attention, who understand that while things like January 6th are bad, we can move past those things. We can say, hey, we should criminally charge those who are violent. And those who, who, who knowingly trespassed, knowingly, like climbing over barriers and broken glass, they can get a slap on the wrist. I mean, like, you know, what do you get charged with trespassing? You get, you know, community service or something. You shouldn't have done it. And a lot of people just walked in confused. But because of January 6th, they are justifying weaponizing law enforcement to target political rivals. This, I, I, I mean, I kind of don't want to say it, but. This is like precursor stuff to the end of empire, to the end of the republic, when the government has split down the middle and one side is saying, we have the authority to crush you, to stop you from winning an election. And that's where we're going. Tucker Carlson obtains subpoenas from Biden's DOJ to Trump allies demanding personal information. 
It shocks the conscience of everyone who sees it. But the number of people who see it is very small because it's not covered by the media. True story. Tucker Carlson revealed on Monday night that his Fox News show obtained subpoenas that were sent from Biden's Department of Justice to Trump allies and supporters seeking personal communications. It's worse than you think. Just hear it. It shocks the conscience, Carlson said. But the number of people, so we know that quote, he goes on to mention, and it's not just happening to Amy Kremer. Kremer was the founder of Women for Trump and was the chairman of the Tea Party Express. This show has obtained a subpoena from Merrick Garland's DOJ issued in the past week. And what it demands is both unlawful and without precedent in American history. The subpoena, Carlson said, claims to be investigating any claim that the vice president and or the president of the Senate had the authority to reject or choose not to count presidential electors. Now, keep in mind that any claim you make as an American citizen about electors, any claim you make about American politics, period, is protected explicitly under the First Amendment. It's our core freedom. It's why we live here. It's why we're proud to be Americans. It's why so many American servicemen died protecting our country. Those are the freedoms they fought to preserve. In fact, he went on to say, it is because we have free speech that when Democrats attempted to reject the electors slated to vote for Donald Trump in the Electoral College, they were not subpoenaed by the incoming administration's Department of Justice, and their personal communications were not demanded as part of the investigation. Fascinating. The Democrats screamed in 2016. They screamed in 2015, to be honest. And in 2017, they said that the election was not free and fair. They claimed Russian uh, actors and hackers had stolen the election. Nothing happened. Donald Trump and his his allies said similar things. And now they are being targeted in extreme ways. He says that's why nobody was prosecuted leading Democrats in 2016 when they sought to reject the electors for Trump. And they did. None of those people, including Kamala Harris, is now in jail. But right now, according to the subpoena that we have obtained from Merrick, Gar- uh, we have obtained Merrick Garland's DOJ is demanding all communications from the following people on this topic. It's amazing. What is this? On what grounds are you demanding my private communications with people? They never say. But included in this precedent breaking sweep of political opponents of the Biden White House would be former White House advisor Bernie Kernick, Carrick, who was the former police commissioner of New York, Boris Epsh- Epstein, who is the current attorney for Donald Trump. At no time in American history has it been okay to grab the personal communications of someone's lawyer because those are privileged. Not anymore, he said. I, I got to pause there, guys. I don't, I don't know if people understand the gravity of the situation. I don't think people understand. Certainly those on the left would downplay it. They have been going after lawyers. You have legal privilege in this country. When you're accused of a crime or in just seeking advice for any reason from a lawyer, those communications are privileged because if you do not have the ability to effectively defend yourself or mount legal challenges, then there is no justice. Going after lawyers? Man, I don't know what to say, really. I really really don't know what to say. I guess the idea is the system is completely fractured. That's it. There is no justice system. There is only Joe Biden and the Democrats willing to use whatever force necessary to stop their political rivals. That's it. That's that's what's happening. Now, let me just stress when they feign legal authority to do something which they don't have going after people's lawyers, you realize they're just 
launching attacks. I mean, in my view, them going to somebody like Bannon and arresting him would be no different than a random guy walking to you up on the street and putting you in cuffs because they do not have the, the I mean, they'll claim it. And that's always going to be the case. This is what Matt Taibbi said. And I, and, and, and I agree with him. I said we were getting to this point. Matt Taibbi wrote that eventually you get to the point, you get to the arrest that man phase. We're here. Now, I wonder, will it be civil war or will it be revolution? Because this is the point. Matt Taibbi talks about that point when two vehicles speed, full speed towards a police station. They both jump out. They yell to the police captain or chief, arrest that man at each other. At each other. And who does the who does the cop arrest? Well, right now, Joe Biden and his DOJ and Merrick Garland have the authority and their zealots are just doing whatever it is they're told. But it is the mass. It is masquerading as legal authority because the reality is it's gone. I mean, that's it. It's gone. I, I can't look at this and think anything else. Matt Morgan, Justin Clark, Kenneth Chesbro, Mike Roman, RNC official Joshua Finley, Trump attorney Josh, Josh, John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, Joe DiGenova, James Trupas, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Victoria T- uh, Tensing, Cleta Mitchell, Bruce Marks. We could go on and on and on. Lawyers are being targeted. Trump attorney uh, John Eastman, uh, Trump attorneys John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, Joe DiGenova, James Trupas, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell. Unprecedented. When you speak with your lawyer, that communication is privileged, and now they're attempting to seize it. This is crazy stuff, man. Banana Republic, yeah, I think we're well beyond that. I've been, I've been saying for a while, civil war is coming, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's revolution, and I'll explain. Imagine the year is 1861. Southern states secede from the Union. Union troops march into those states and arrest their leaders. New leaders are appointed and say, okay, well, there's no, there's no secession anymore. There would not be a civil war. Civil war happens when factions fight each other over control of one government. In the American Civil War, 1861 to 1865, you had a secession from the Union. The South was trying to form its own. Well, it's trying to form a confederacy. In fact, they did. The North said that was illegal and you can't do that. So they fought. They fought. That's why there was a civil war. A revolution would be, well, I suppose you could argue there's similarities to the American Revolution and the, and the Southern Secession. In the American Revolution, the colonies tried to uh, secede from the crown, and they did, and they succeeded. But a civil war typically is when two factions within one country fight for control of that country. And revolutions, like I witnessed in, in Egypt, are when the government is just removed, and a new government is put in place. Well, we now have complete violations of the norms of our, of our legal system. Let's read a little bit more. The DOJ is now, this is what Carlson said, going after former White House official Stephen Miller, a frequent guest on this show. Why? Well, it could be because Stephen Miller went on this network and said, quote, if we win these cases in the courts, then we can direct the alternate state of electors, slate of electors, uh, state electors are certified. In other words, he didn't call for insurrection or violence or a coup. He called for alternate electors to be seated if the court ordered them to be seated. In other words, he was following the constitutionally prescribed process post-election. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He was following the rules. So let me break it down for you. 
An election happened in 2016, and the Democrats lost their minds. They claimed wrongfully that Russia hacked the election. There was an investigation of Trump. Trump was impeached ultimately over this nonsense. And it turned out to be uh, uh, bogus. Well, he ultimately got impeached on the Ukraine thing and then the January 6th thing, but it's all related. Ultimately, he was impeached by these people. The Russia stuff was nonsense. Another election was had. Donald Trump loses. Joe Biden wins. Donald Trump's people then claim similarly to what the Democrats claimed. They tried to use a legal process, same as the Democrats tried to use. In response, the Democrats have started targeting anybody who sought to use the legal process to challenge the election. That's it. Anybody who thought they could. These are not people who stormed the gates on January 6th. These are people who said, I would like a judge to review this. A legal challenge is the way to do things, in my opinion. Um, Same goes for the Democrats as it does for Republicans. If you win in the courts, sure, there may be questions about the biases, uh, bias, uh, biases, biases of the judges and the members of the court. But at the very least, you avoid violence. What we ended up getting here now is that the people who said we want to have a legal process are being targeted by the DOJ, having phones seized. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. If there is no legal remedy for your grievances, be it there is no redress of grievances, then what do you think happens next? Okay, it could be civil war, classic in the classic sense, not the American sense, in that in one country, factions are fighting all, all over the place. It could be revolution. One faction using the power of government crushes its opponents and wipes them out. We've seen it long before. You know, I remember reading about the uh, Bolshevik revolution, Russia, the Soviet Union, etc., it's funny. The Tsar and his family were, were removed and they were told, don't worry, don't worry. And then a short time later, they walked in and executed the entire family. You're too dangerous to be left alive. Now, I don't know if that's where we're at, but we certainly have the DOJ going after the former administration and all of its allies. I mean, top people. What happens next? They're already, they're already trying to lock up Steve Bannon. Look, Civil war only happens when people fight back so that there may not be one. And I hope there isn't. I hope that come November, 56 days out, is that where we're at? I hope that people just win back power legitimately. And then there's a legal battle, a legislative battle. That's the best way things should go. And the people who push too hard, calm down. Everybody chills. Hopefully that's the case. I don't see conservatives and people on the right fighting physically. I don't. Even with January 6th, it's, 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 it's a riot. It wasn't like BLM. It wasn't like Antifa. Those people would fight. I think, hopefully, the people of America wake up, vote out this corruption, and then something can actually happen. But I don't know. In, this, in, the, in the American Civil War, you had a caning. Someone brutally beaten in Congress. 
And the North said that, uh, you know, this man was was brutally beaten and left permanently injured. And the South said, oh, no, he wasn't. Oh, you're exaggerating. It wasn't that bad. And official uh, stories are that it was a brutal, brutal beating that left the dude with permanent injuries. That's the story. I suppose if you're from the South, you'd argue that they were exaggerating and he bopped him over the once or twice with the cane. I can imagine the dude was brutally beaten. I mean, a civil war was bubbling up. We're not quite there. And times they're different. Violence is bad. But I wonder if this is just going to be ignored by the general public because the media is basically on the side of uh, Democrats and the Uniparty. Or if regular people will get scared. Because this is what we heard, James Lindsay on Tim Castile said he was on a plane. And a woman said that she wasn't a fan of Trump, but the FBI raiding his house was too much. It was scary. Yeah. Okay. Well, this stuff's happening. I'll tell you this. Maybe you're uh, one of the rare lefties who hate watches my videos. Maybe you know someone who is one of these liberal types. Tell them this. Ask them this. Where do you think this all goes? Simple question. Where do you think it all goes? Do you think that with the DOJ targeting the top Trump officials, that the Trump supporters, those notably like with the zealous uh, attitudes of January 6th, do you think that they just uh, sit back and say, you know, gee, we were wrong. All of these people, they should be charged and arrested. Or do you think these people say no? I do not envision a future, a near future, where the DOJ keeps targeting more and more people in unprecedented ways. And I, I do not imagine regular Americans just sitting back and being like, guess I'll die. Guess I'll get locked up. There are people who are still in jail today from January 6th who have not been charged with a crime. Don't know why. And there are people who have been, and I think that many people should have been. Absolutely. I think the people who knowingly trespass should be charged with trespassing. And many have been. There were people who climbed over barriers and walked through broken glass. Lock them up. And there are people who saw the doors opened by the police and the police fanned them in and took selfies with them. Those people did not break any laws. And that's why one guy was actually fully acquitted. Judge said so. There needs to be justice and there needs to be reason. Because if you keep doing this, and maybe that's their plan, maybe Joe Biden and the Democrats are hoping that by doing this, they will incite violence. And then they win in November because they need that. I'll tell you this, my friends, this is an act of desperation. Everybody needs to remain steadfast. Maybe chill and uh, enjoy some um, a nice meal with your family and remain calm. And then come November, vote. They want you to believe voting doesn't work because they need you to act a fool. This is, look, Trump won in 2016. He did it. He got the, the seat. He was put in the presidency. And they had to do everything, everything to try and stop him. And they could only stop him so far. Now, Trump is far from perfect. 2020, I mean, he was president during the pandemic. He could have done a lot. He could have. You know, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment stopped him from doing a certain amount of things. But he won. Voting does work. They don't own the system. They want you to believe that Trump can't win and that Republicans can't win so that you get violent so they can win. This is the game. It's why they censor channels like mine and suppress them. It's why they shadow ban people like me and you. 
Because what are we saying? We are saying, do not be violent. Go door to door. You have to organize. Democrats organize. They're good at it. You need to tell your friends and family, register to vote. There's a game they're playing on Facebook I'm seeing where they tag someone and say, you've been chosen to register to vote. Go to this website and register. Then post the same paragraph in someone else's Facebook. They're doing that because first time, uh, first time, uh, I'm sorry, people who register to vote have a higher rate of voting than, than, than other people, first time voters, becoming first time voters. In 56 or so days, we will get the results. And if the Republicans can win in the Senate and in the House, we will start seeing some inquiries, hopefully. But this is the path forward. If Trump supporters get violent, and some people fear false flags, it's true. If Trump supporters get violent, they will then justify everything they did. And they'll say, see, look how dangerous the MAGA, the Maggie extremists, the Maggie Republicans, that's what Biden said, Maggie, the Maggie Republicans are. So what people need to do with a smile on your face and a shake of the hand, register voters, knock on doors. And then come January, was it January 3rd, I believe, after the election, when the new Republican House is sworn in, hopefully we will see a wave of America first MAGA Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Joe Kent. Maybe we'll see Carrie Lake in Arizona. Maybe then you'll get some heavy inquiries into what was happening in 2020 or whatever. Maybe then we will get an investigation into Joe Biden. Maybe then Joe Biden will be impeached for illicit business dealings that I believe are ongoing. This is why they're going after Trump supporters to stop this effort. It's because they want Trump supporters to lose their minds. So I tell you, what would be the appropriate path forward? To those on the left and those liberal types on social media, they're saying, arrest them, lock them up. Do you think that it will fare well for you if that's the case? Because the Democrats may be hoping that limited violence can get them votes and scare regular people. And that may be the case. But if they pursue beyond this, it won't be limited. It will be balls to the wall civil war. People don't get it. They believe it can't happen. Maybe. This is a big, big country. But I don't think people understand. I don't think they do. They imagine that there's going to be factions and secession because their world revolves around the first civil war. Their history does. And that's the perspective they have. But you need to look at Russia or Spain. You need to look at other civil wars for, for how things happen. When you have the president go on TV and say the MAGA Republicans are an extremist threat to our democracy, this is, the, this is, this is historically a precursor to civil war a precursor to one side storming the homes of the other side and killing them in their sleep. I don't want to see any of that. You know what I want to see? People chilling out, going to work, feeding their families, watching football. That's what I want to see. Calm, relaxed stability. We are not heading in that direction because of people like Joe Biden and his allies. It's getting dark, my friends. This is civil war. In the 1860s, in the first, hmm, the first Civil War, Lincoln had, I believe it was around 32 or 36 members of the Maryland legislature arrested for having secession sentiments. They created a corridor from D.C. To, to Pennsylvania through Maryland, suspending habeas corpus and arresting anyone they deemed should be without charge or trial. One guy was arrested, not charged. And then after the end of the war, he was released and they just didn't say anything about it. 
suspension of habeas corpus. Are we not seeing similar things now? When the DOJ under Merrick Garland is ignoring the violent threats, it's amazing. I've been swatted, I think, 12 or 13 times. Any response? Nope. And local law enforcement, I, I, I can't say too much because of the ongoing investigation at the local level. But uh, my understanding is the feds are involved. And I believe we've even had, uh, I think we've even had some feds here because of the bomb threats, because um, I'll just, I'll just leave it. I can't, I can't reveal too much. Maybe I'm just uh, wrong and maybe they're keeping it hush hush to try and find, find, okay, fine. You know, and if that's the case, then, well, I apologize, but I don't see it. Marjorie Taylor Green got swatted several times. Steve Bannon got swatted several times. Nothing. But what do we see? Raiding Trump's home, going after Trump's lawyers. It's amazing. There are other issues that uh, I've been dealing with that um, I can't speak too much about that involve the feds, and uh, they wouldn't get involved. So I just have to wonder if you can be victimized over and over again and they won't do anything, but this is what they're after. Yeah, to me, it sounds like the weaponization of the DOJ and a precursor to civil war or a cold civil war. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Four days ago, the new trailer for The Little Mermaid dropped. It's got 11 million views, and it's overwhelmingly disliked. Now, the corporate press is saying the reason the people don't like the new live-action Little Mermaid is because Ariel is black. Yep, yep, yeah, people are angry about race swapping, so they're snapping back. With this story from News One, my Ariel is black and she's swimming in white tears. You tell them. Yes, everybody's really angry about about that, about, you know, uh, Ariel being black because Ariel is clearly white. Right. And in, in the original movie. So um, this is kind of funny. Somebody used CGI to make a white Ariel. Oh, man, it's just it's one big troll fest. I don't think anybody really cares because surprise, surprise. Let me see if I can pull up this uh, this story. Uh, the reality is people are panning the trailer because the trailer is bad. There are people on Twitter who are left and right who are like, hey, the trailer is bad. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how the reality of why people are mad at this movie is because the trailer is bad and not because of the race of the actress. And I got to show you a little bit of this. My Ariel is black and she's swimming in white tears. Yeah, I, I hate the uh, the racialization stuff. I think that the people on the left who are screaming and cheering, saying Ariel should be black are is are, are no different than the people who are angry, saying she should be white. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Personally, I don't care. Acting, anybody can act. And you know, you, you can be any character you want. I understand that there are, there are certain historical references. Like if, you know, th- there's a big controversy over Anne Boleyn. There's an actress playing her and the actress was black and people are like, hey, you know, that's like the character was white. And I'm kind of like, I get that. If you're doing like a historical biopic or something and you want it reflected, I can understand why you'd want an actor to represent that character better. But when it comes to Ariel, I can only sort of see it like I get it. The character from the cartoon was white. And so you want to see a live representation of a movie you loved. I can understand that. I don't care as much for fictional characters and race swapping. I mean, if you're going to have uh, a black actor play like a white supremacist, then I'm going to be like, hey, guys, maybe maybe this time it doesn't work. Maybe the race is intrinsic to the character. 
In this instance with The Little Mermaid, I don't think it is. But I want to make a point. I want to make a point about all of these leftists swimming in white tears. I think y'all are racist. You should not be defending this film, woke left. They made the black actress's hair red. Why? You see, that's the point that I want to make. Here's the official trailer for The Little Mermaid. Apparently, it's over. Like YouTube got rid of dislikes, but you can see it if you use like an algorithm. You can see with 11 million views, 480 thumbs up. Yeah, it's because it's like millions of thumbs down. Someone commented, just for the people that are not aware, this video has more than 2 million dislikes. Why is that? Well, I want to talk to you about the red hair. Ginger face, as I call it. Ginger face, again. Here's what uh, they write on News One. First, let me start by writing something I've probably written a dozen times on white privilege and supremacy. Whiteness is the default for social and cultural normalcy in America. This stands true despite the fact that white American culture is generally pilfered from all the non-white cultures that surround it. Music, dance, slang, food, etc. For all of American history, white people have been overwhelmingly represented in every pillar of our popular culture, from TV to film to broadcasting, blah, blah, blah. No racial demographic has ever been more catered to than white people. Oh, baby. Let's slow down there for a minute. Perhaps it's because for the longest time, the country was like 97% white. It was like 90-something percent white. So naturally, the majority of content being produced would be produced by white people reflecting their own communities. But they're not entirely wrong. However, I did get an idea. You know, I know how we solve the problem of Ariel. This lady wants Ariel to be black and swimming in white tears. And there are white people who are like, Ariel's supposed to be white. I got it. Simply put, we use Polish people. Now, now, hear me out. Polish people are people of color. Then everybody wins. Okay. From the Coalition of Communities of Color.org. We've talked about this before. You know, they say the Coalition of Communities of Color is an alliance of culturally specific community based organizations with, rep- with representation from the following communities of color. African, of course. African-American. Yes, obviously. Asian. Yes. Latino. Oh, I understand. Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. North African. Ah. Native American, uh, Native American, yes, Pacific Islander, ah, and Slavic. Wait a minute. Slavic. Slavic people are white with blue eyes. Oh, hold on there a minute. Luke Rudkowski, if we are changed, he's back, by the way, on Timcast IRL. He has blonde hair and blue eyes, and he's a person of color? Problem solved, baby. You want to bring in a, a representation into the Little Mermaid? Just get a little Polish girl. Little, little Slavic girl to, to play the role of Ariel, and then everybody's happy. The, the racialist left can scream about white tears, I guess. And then the people on the right can actually have a person of color who's white with blue, <laughs> blue eyes. Ah, oh, don't you just love the world we live in? All right, so what is, what is she saying about this? She writes, when white people talk about what many of them call forced diversity in Hollywood, I like to point out a little thing I called forced whiteness. Forced whiteness isn't as simple as changing the race of a character from the race in the source material. Forced whiteness is a systematic racial gatekeeping that has ensured white people will always be placated and will never want for representation. It was an uphill battle for movie studios to become confident they could sell a movie with an all-black cast because white people needed to see themselves on screen. That's because the majority of the country is white and that's where the money would be coming from. It's not because they dislike uh, certain races. It's simple. Are there racists? Yes. I don't like them. I don't care if the Little Mermaid is black, simply put. However, the goal is you've got X many people in a market. X, uh, you have, let's say, 30 million little white girls. 
and you have three million little black girls. Now, I don't care the race of Ariel, but these studios aren't looking at this and being like, I just plain don't like, you know, insert racial group. What they're saying is, how do we sell the most tickets? If we representation among young women and the max and, and the most visible, most relatable, like the most they want little white girls. There's more of them. It's just that simple. It's market share. Now, that being said, I actually think that there's something good in representation. There was a, there was a tweet uh, back in 2019 where a redhead said, you know, having a redheaded main character was good because people made fun of me for having red hair. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Having a black Disney princess, they say, you know, little black girls will see this and, and think like, oh, I can be a princess too. I actually really like that. That sounds, that's, that's very sweet to me. I think people need to understand this too. Um, I don't like forced wokeness and stuff like that. I, I have questions about what they did with this character. And I think it's overtly racist what they did with Ariel. Simply put, they dyed her hair red. And I think that is the perfect example of them trying to have their cake and eat it too. But I could understand if they were to make new movies with princesses of different racial backgrounds. I mean, look, Aladdin, this is, a, this is an Arabic Middle Eastern Disney princess. Nobody thought that was woke. It was culturally, it, was, it wasn't culturally insensitive. It's a classic film everybody loves, I guess. I guess the live action remake was trash. Nobody liked that. Apparently nobody likes this one either. So what's happening is you make Aladdin, you get a Middle Eastern actress. Why not a black actress or a white actress? And this is why people are getting upset about it. They're not saying black actors and actresses can't play roles. They're saying this character, it's the remake of a, of a classic story. How are you going to do one movie where you're like, we're going we're gonna to honor the race of this Middle Eastern Arabic character, but we're going to race swap the white character. That's why people are angry. I think, simply put, you should have new Disney princesses. New, new. And, you know, have them all be black actresses or black characters. I'm, I have no issue with that. Literally none whatsoever. Let's read. They say this. So over the weekend, a trailer was released for the live action rendition of Disney's The Little Mermaid starring black actress, actress and singer Halle Bailey as Ariel. And of course, the trailer's release has reopened the floodgates and put us under the sea of white tears. We were already ready to put under blah, 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 blah. These people are just so racist. It's hilarious. Here's, here's some, someone said, y'all racism is really showing over a damn mermaid. Someone said it's not racist talking about who looks more like Ariel. Now tell me. Who of these two look more like the actual character on the cartoon, especially a desi uh, design that hasn't changed in 30 plus years? I get it. I get it. You want to know why? You want me to tell you exactly why what they're doing with Ariel is racist? Let me show you. This is from The Sun from 2019. Sea change. The Little Mermaid fans are at, are at war after Disney casting of Halle Bailey as Ariel sparks bitter row, uh, uh, bitter online race row. Take a look at the... Uh, Lady on the left. She seems very lovely. Great singing voice. I mean, powerful, really good stuff. Her hair is brown. That's cool. I dig brown hair. It's cool. Ariel has red hair. If you're going to have this actress play Ariel, well, then the white, little, little white redheaded girl, uh, uh, the red hair is a component of, you know, the character. So um, I got a question. Why did they make Ariel, th this little black girl, have red hair? That to me is profoundly and overtly racist. I just, I'm sorry. They couldn't just have a black actress with black hair play a character. So some people have responded, no, 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 Tim, you're wrong. It's not, it's, it, they're, they're doing okay because black people have red hair. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I know. But they dyed her hair. So you have a character who's white with red hair and you want to have another person play that character. 
the person has brownish skin. But you want to make sure their hair matches the white lady. You get my point. They're going to try and justify it. My point is they're clearly doing a disservice to the character by saying we want her to look as much like Ariel. So we're going to do cosmetic changes to this little black actress. Dude, have her just have black hair. I don't care. This is laughable. Okay, here we go. If Disney wants more diversity, they should have created another character. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. Race swap is not suddenly okay just because it's a white character for a change every time. You know, look. Okay, well, here we go. One of these things is not like the other. All right, what do we got here? We got Belle, played by a white woman. You got uh, Snow White. It's a white woman. You got Cinderella. It's a white woman. You've got uh, uh, Jasmine. I, I believe this woman's Iranian. I could be wrong. Mulan, played by an Asian woman. Maleficent, uh, Angelina Jolie. Would you look at that? And then you have uh, Mowgli from The Jungle Book. You know, he's a little, uh, he's a swarthy child of some sort. I'm not sure. He's just, you know, olive skin. And then you have Ariel, and they, they cast a black actress. I get it. You know, one of the issues people have, and I, I, and, and I get it, is that when they're making live depictions of all these characters, they tried to get live actors and actresses who represented those characters to the best of their abilities. I thought um, in Beauty and the Beast, Gaston was great. And then this one time they didn't do it. And everyone's like, hey, you know, what are you doing? I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I don't really care. Um, whatever. I think it would have been great to see, uh, 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 you know, a representation that was more depictive, like that rep- a, a person, an actor, actor that represented the character better. But if you're going to go with Halle Bailey, I'm like, yeah, OK, I get it. Then why dye your hair red? Here's the reality. While they play this fake woke outrage, the truth is people just don't like it. It's not about, look, you can dig through the internet and you can find people who are like, oh, the race of the actress, and they're all mad about it. But the reality is most people don't care. Some people do. Okay, I get it. Like I pointed out. First of all, I'm going to say it again. What did they do? Why did they make her hair red? It's so dumb. They're going to bleach your skin next? I mean, look. If the color of the hair matters that much to the character, why wouldn't the color of the skin? Are you going to bleach this, this, this young black woman's skin? That's ridiculous. Let her keep her hair. So dumb. You can't have your cake and eat it too, all right? But it's a little redheaded character, so we're going to bleach this. Yeah, get out of here, man. Here's the reality. And Bounding into Comics has it. Here's a tweet. Someone said, bothers me how this doesn't look underwater at all. And it's true. It doesn't look underwater. They said, like, the ocean has a texture and it's not... Press, it's, it's just not prescient here. Looks like she's singing underneath a rooftop infinity pool or something. Cannot, cannot describe it right now, but the frame is just empty. Yes. That Aquaman movie was garbage, but at least it managed to make it look like they were underwater. Seriously. Look at this. I got to say, it truly sucks how people are defending the visuals of The Little Mermaid. And they're doing it because it's race. Look at underwater sequences from Justice League, Aquaman, Avatar, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Actually really good stuff colorful and vibrant. They are all underwater and, and look at while still being colorful and vibrant. Here's one. Can we all just acknowledge that this blows and doesn't exist without spending time finding a reason? Disney is the devil and would sell your bones for horse feed. Never support them if you can afford it. Never let them know how long your tibia is. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And these are leftists. These are, these, are, these are not all just conservatives. Y'all mad at this tweet, but they're right. Hallie sounds great, but is stuck in the grayest, dullest looking ocean I've ever seen. Dude, for real. It's like a just dark splotch with no color. People are actually just pointing out that it's colorless. Look at, look at, look at this, man. It's amazing. Here's, here's, here's an amazing, amazing one. Over, over a million bubbles were hand drawn for the original Little Mermaid. You might as well be spitting in the face of all those animators with this lifeless CGI. Agreed. No bubbles. Okay. It's a teaser trailer. And so people are are saying, they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. I remember Sonic the Hedgehog. The trailer came out and Sonic looked creepy. And then they had to redo it and they made it better. Okay. But I I, I am, I got to be honest. Look at this. Here's a, uh, uh, they say, uh, perhaps most telling of the general fan rejection of Disney's latest cash grab is the overwhelmingly negative like to dislike ratio currently held by the above uh, held by the above upload of the teaser trailer as accessed via the aptly named third party browser extension return YouTube dislike. At the time of the article's writing, the video sits at 408,000 likes to 1.3 million dislikes. This is why YouTube hides it. They want to control the narrative. They don't want you to realize that people don't like this. And then the corporate press puts out the story that everybody's just upset because uh, white people and white tears. And it's like, dude, I can say it 50 million times. I don't care. And I'll tell you what's funny is I actually am more offended. They dyed her hair red. If you're going to have a black actress, just let her have her hair. That's so weird to me that they're like, we're going to pick the best actress who happens to be black, but she better have red hair like the original white character. All right. All right. Whatever. Here we go. From Giant Freaking Robot, Halle Bailey turns white in Little Mermaid remake video altered by AI. Somebody made a video where they used CGI to make Ariel look white. And I got to be honest, it still looks bad. That's the funny thing. As if this matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here you go. Sing it. Oh, and I got to say, too, I really don't like the singing. I don't like the singing at all. Listen to this. Why? Why the... Like, just... You know, so I pulled up the trailer because everybody was talking about it. And I looked at... I watched both this one and then I watched the song Part of Your World. And it's like... This is just me, my preference. I prefer vocals that don't do the... Just... Wish I could be part of your world. Just, just uh, you know, throwing a little vibrato or something. But I really just never liked it when they were like, I don't know what it is. I, I never understood this. People would sing a song. And it's like, you hear this with the Star Spangled Banner, where they just do that thing where they're like, part of you are Oh, dude, just stop. Just stop. Just don't make me. Just, just give me some simple melodies. All right, here we go. Whoever decided to let AI create entertainment knew that it would cause massive issues. People all over the internet have been throwing random image requests from AI, and the result is something quite horrifying. The same can be said for AI-generated videos, blah, blah, blah. 
Someone said, so you prefer the CGI uncanny valley. I prefer the one with talent. Hey, Rachel, I actually agree with you, but can we go back to the why they made her hair red thing? So like CGI white Ariel. I just it's just all so dumb. Everything is stupid. Everybody is just someone said it's a mermaid, though, a creature of myth and fairy tale. The only problem I have with the little mermaid is that Ariel swims up when the bombs are going off and there's Prince Eric or whoever. He's like floating in the water and she's like, oh, I got to save him. I got to save. And instead, she should be singing because she got a great singing voice, luring them to their death, where she pulls them down into the dark abyss and suffocates them. That's the little mermaid I want to see. They probably made that. I'll check. But, you know, they do this movie where it's like all hokey and family and everything. I want uh, Mermaids, okay, they're not the same as sirens. There's different, probably similar origins. But, you know, like mermaids are supposed to be evil. They're, they're, they're women and they're in the ocean and they're like, please help me, good sir. And they're singing that beautiful song that Ariel does. Ah, or whatever. And then Ursula, like, what's that all about? She's an octopus lady. She's also a mermaid, though, isn't she? I don't even know, man. All I know is Ariel should have, like, gone up and been like, I'll save you. And then just dragged him down, kicking and screaming. And then a bunch of other mermaids for sisters all just, like, eat the flesh. Okay, anyway, I'm more into horror movies. Actually, that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Someone said the first one is AI generated. Both look so realistic. To be fair, you know, AI deepfake stuff is really, it's, it's really crazy. We might not even been watching the same video, but the AI generated video doesn't qu- quite look realistic. It's true. I mean, it, it, it is good, but you know, the fixed movie is the artificial intelligent one. We would argue that Halle Bailey as the Little Mermaid is going to be vastly better than anything an AI would produce. I completely agree with that. Sorry. I don't like the singing. The singing is extremely good. I just don't like the artistic weird thing they do. Apparently, this Twitter user doesn't understand that many races can have red hair. I totally get that they can. Someone said, like, there are less. What? what (laughs) Did you see this? Oh, man. Here we go. Hallie has red hair in the movie. She's a ginger. Black people can have red hair. Yes, but they dyed her hair. And that's not what her hair looks like. Look at this. The following media includes potentially sensitive content. You've got to be kidding me. The world is so dumb. Oh, man. You know, I was tweeting about my stalkers. I have a lot of stalkers. A lot of them. Yeah, it's crazy. I just don't get it. I sit in front of a camera and I complain about dumb things and talk about how stupid things are. And there's just, I swear, there's like dozens of crazy people whose entire lives revolve around me, making up stories, constantly tweeting about me. It's just insane. And I don't get it. Get a life, man. Build a boat. Do something. And I'm sitting here thinking this to myself. I'm doing all of this for this. (laughs) This is the world we live in, where Twitter has censored an image of black gingers. (laughs) Oh, Uh, It's too good, isn't it? It's too good. I have to have armed security guards getting swatted and having death threats because I talk about this and Twitter does. It's remarkable. Yeah, I get it. There are black gingers. I know. That's totally fine. I have no issue with this at all. My issue is they took a woman whose hair isn't red and dyed it. And people are like, Hallie has red hair in the movie. She's a ginger. Black people can have red hair. Bro, they, they bleached and dyed her hair for the movie. That's what I'm saying. 
if they wanted the character to fit the the color, the hair color, like hair color is, 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 you know what? Whatever, man. I'm just saying, I don't think they needed to dye her hair, but I get it. Some people dye their hair for movies. Fine. Whatever. I'm just, you know, like when Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow dyed her hair was because she was trying to hide from the police, right? From the government. When they take a black actress with black hair and then dye her hair red because Ariel has red hair, you have to ask the question about like, yeah, and Ariel also has blue eyes Is she, and she's white. Did they give her blue eyes? They didn't do that. Where's the colored contacts? It's just so dumb. It's so fake and it's so dumb. And I, Is this what I'm doing? If, no, okay, fine, whatever. Let the world all fall apart, I suppose. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.